This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Gordon Damer Show filling in for Anita Marks today. But it's the Gordon Damer Show for now featuring not only Michael K. Show trivia champion Gordon Damer, not only uh, Stump Rothenberg living legend Gordon Damer, but now new and improved the fourth ranked host on the entire station. Fifth hardest working host also named this week on 98.7 FM. So, look, if you're calling up, you can certainly refer to me as champ. You can call me, I don't know, number four, IV, if you will, quattro, the quad, whatever you want to do. And, of course, you can call the number you know. 1-800-919-ESPN is that telephone number. You can find me on Twitter, at Gordon Damer. You can find me on Instagram, at Gordon Damer. But most importantly, you can find me right here on your radio until 3 o'clock. Three big hours And oh my gosh, so much to get into because last weekend I was off, took the kids on a little, uh, you know, little vacay for a couple of days. So I was not here last Saturday. Boy, did I miss a lot. You take a couple of days off in the span of the NBA finals. I left and it was like, well, this thing's over. The Suns are going to sweep. Maybe the Bucks get a game. And I come back and Giannis runs the NBA. Now, wait, whoa, how long was I gone? What year is this? So, look, congratulations to the Milwaukee Bucks. Great title, great win, great scene in Milwaukee, right? As a fan of a team other than the Bucks, that's the dream, right? Like, if you're a Knicks fan watching that, that's the dream. You have to, uh, while you're watching that, there has to be a part of you that's saying, man, can you imagine if the Knicks were ever in that spot? How crazy would it be? I don't really think you can say that as a Nets fan because you can't, compare that with the amount of people that were in Milwaukee with the you know the 12 or 13 people that would be in Brooklyn but I will say this I keep hearing one thing about that Bucks title that is driving me nuts mainly talk show hosts are saying it but fans are saying it too and I don't know what the hell they're talking about so we'll get into that we'll get into the NBA champions uh, but more importantly we're going to focus on the more interesting conversation which is the NBA offseason right that's the case every single year it's certainly the case this year so I went away for a few days you got the Bucks. You got the Mets solidifying their spot, moving in the right direction. But you also have the Yankees, who still suck. That did not change in the entire time that I was away. That did not change. Typical Yankees, where they will do just enough to make you in your mind as a fan kind of, well, maybe if this hit, maybe, maybe, maybe if this happened, maybe if we get a little healthy, maybe things are going to start to click, only to let you down time and time again. It's, it's like a toxic relationship at this point. It's like you ever have a friend who's dating someone and you know that person is not right for your friend, but they, they keep trying to sell you on them or sell you on her. Oh, no, you just don't understand. And, and there's times where, you know, you'll see different things and be like, ah, maybe, maybe, it can, maybe it can work out. And then the next week, it's, this is over. It's done. It's, and then another week later, well, we're back together again. It's toxic. It's toxic. And unfortunately, the Yankees are not very good. And unfortunately, they're at their worst against the best. And the best, I hate to say it as a Yankee fan, it pains me to say it, but you have to admit it. The Red Sox are the best. They are the best team in the American League. They lead the American League East, and the Yankees cannot beat them. The Yankees cannot beat the Boston Red Sox. They have now played them 11 times. They've won two. They've won two of them. 
Katie Sharp has the stat. Since 2016, the Yankees are now 16-25 and 25 at, fun, at Fenway. The Yankees cannot beat the Red Sox, and the Red Sox love seeing the Yankees. They love beating the Yankees. And at this point, you would have to say that the Red Sox own the Yankees. The Red Sox are General Zod. Superman 2, which I'm pretty sure those special effects in that movie, I could, I could recreate those on my cell phone right now. The Yankees should just simply ask, can we come and, and kneel before Zod? Because we're getting our brains beaten in every single day. Boston does everything better than you. Look at their roster. Their roster is not all that star-studded. You know, it's Devers, it's Bogarts, it's Martinez, and they're all great. But the rest of the lineup is not any, any great shakes. But they get more out of less. They get more out of less. And the Yankees, on the other side, they get less out of less. They get less out of more, but certainly right now they get less out of less. Whatever you're expecting to get, you get less. Starting with the manager. I mean, what an embarrassment this has been the first two days. Just a series of embarrassments. Ever, it's not even that the Yankees, like, they suck you back in and then, you know, they level off. Or, no, they have to embarrass you in the process. And I get it, but, you know, a lot of times we focus the conversation on Aaron Boone. And it's like, well, what, what do baseball managers really do anymore? Well, I don't know what Alex Cora does, but he does it better. Right, the Red Sox are certainly an analytic team. And their manager wins. He leaves. He comes. Uh, they, he leaves and they stink. He comes back. They're great again. Boy, that's a strange coincidence. It's almost like he's having an impact. And then last night, after the embarrassment, the outright embarrassment of Thursday, watching the Yankees just vomit away a game in just the most embarrassed in a season filled. It's like every week, man, that's the worst loss of the season. Oh, no, this is the worst loss of the season. I don't know if Thursday night was the worst loss of the season. It was certainly the most embarrassing. That was the most embarrassing, even more embarrassing than the Astros' loss. That's how bad that one was because this is a team you're chasing. This, Well, supposedly chasing. You're in the division. You're, you know, it's like me chasing a car at this point. The Yankees are chasing the Red Sox. But after the downright embarrassment of Thursday... You get to last night. All right, look, Thursday's bad. Yankees sometimes have a way to kind of bounce back after these bad losses, only to suffer another one. But you know what? You got Cole on the mound. Got to get this game. And then second inning, right? Sanchez walks. Torres single. Gardner double. one nothing. Rodriguez is having some sort of problems. He leaves. Oh, blood in the water, right? No, no, no. The blood in the water was the Yankees' blood. Because the kid Valdez comes in, Gittens, was it Gittens, Allen, LeMahieu, or Allen, Gittens, LeMahieu, whatever it was. It was good morning, good afternoon, and good night. And you knew at that point, I mean, maybe you didn't, but I certainly did. I think a lot of Yankee fans, you knew that was over. Because this offense stinks. It stunk all year. And look, at this point, it's kind of all been said. But I do want to point out one thing ahead of time. One thing uh, at this point. Because it's not officially over. I mean, we can all kind of watch. And we, if you're a Yankee fan, you kind of know. I think the overwhelming majority of Yankee fans know. And then there's that section that's delusional. That's, no, it's okay. It's all right. No, they're, they're going to they're get healthy. And then they're going to they're gonna get hot. This team is just, I mean, they're just delusional. 
The ship is is pointing, you know, the Titanic is splitting in half. This is okay. The, the rescue boats are going to come. We'll just float in the water here for a little while. So it's all kind of been said. But I want to bring this up now. Whenever it is officially over and the Yankees are officially eliminated and the offseason officially kind of begins, they'll give you all the excuses. They'll give you, oh, you know, we just had a lot of tough luck. You know, the COVID stuff, it, it impacted us unlike any other team. The injuries just kind of bit us. There were, there were things that could not be predicted that got to us, right? The Severino setback or Glaber being as bad as he was or, or Voigt coming off the year he had last year to this year. It's all nonsense. Because remember this, before any of that stuff happened, Yankee brass this year basically punted on this year. What was their number one goal? Was it to make the playoffs? Was it to win the World Series? No. Their number one goal was to remain under the luxury tax threshold. It's why they approached their offseason the way they did. It's why they made the moves that they did. Kluber, Tyone, Adovino, a salary dump to the Red Sox, Justin Wilson, Darren O'Day. So don't let them tell you, well, you know, there was really no way to see this coming. No, there was a way to see this coming. And more importantly, it's your job to see it coming. It's your job. And they obviously decided ahead of time, ownership did, and it filtered down that this year it was, we're going to reduce payroll, and if we got enough to get by with what we got, great. We'll love that. That'd be good. They're not, they're not tanking, but they're not going in. And, and if anything, they're kind of moving away, right? If you're reducing payroll after being a team that has knocked on the door the last few years, that's a sign that, you know what? We're not all in. They're not all in. And this is, again, an organization that will tell you, oh, we're the Yankees. It's about, you know, if we don't win a World Series, it's a disappointment. Well, you can't say that when you're reducing payroll and for all the talk about, I mean, can we stop already about who the Yankees are going to get at the trade deadline? They're not getting anybody. They're not doing anything. The plan was set a long time ago. Why would they break the plan now when the team is what they are. They're basically like a 500 team, maybe a little bit over. Maybe they'll finish a little bit over, but they're not as good as the Red Sox, not as good as the Rays. They can't beat either of those teams. They might even, they're not even as good as the Blue Jays. They're ahead of the Blue Jays for the time being, but that's about it. And really, the question is not about what the trade debt. The question really is, and we'll get into this as we move along at 1-800-919-ESPN, is, is this season just a reset of the threshold to kind of get rid of the, the, the punishments of, of spending more money? Or do they, and do after this season, after they reset it, do they go back and spend big? Or is this the new normal? Because I don't know. Nobody's really answered that question. I don't know if anybody outside of myself has asked that question yet. I think everybody's still in the now. I'm looking down the road. But the good news, guys, and look, this is a lot of negative. I understand. I'm spilling my guts here. This is a lot of negative. But don't worry. Because to make you feel better, there's the Yankee manager. The Yankee manager, every night after the game, we do it on ESPN New York tonight, myself and Larry Hardesty. We do a little segment, Answers with Aaron. Because as bad as the Yankee season's been, it's okay. Because there's that person that's going to be able to nurse you through it, make you feel better about things, give you the, the glasses half full approach. And after having a performance on Thursday in the opener of a series, right? This is, this is win-now time. 
critical time. The season is on the line. And the Yankees just vomit away a game. Just absolutely, ugh, God, that was disgusting watching that. Four wild pitches in the, in the 10th. Chad Green blowing the, oh, just gross. Absolutely gross. After that, and then last night, basically scoring one run with your ace on the mound, it's okay because the Yankee manager says, we're doing okay. We're doing well, okay. I mean, Go ahead, play him, please. And, you know, well, I mean, very frustrating. You know, we, we understand, you know, where we are in the season and the calendar and, um, you know, know how important it is that we play really well. And, um, you know, I don't think anything's changed there. I still feel like we're playing really well. Obviously lost a very tough one last night and weren't able to mount enough tonight or build on a lead there in the second inning. Um, so it's it's frustrating, but we also have a 4 o'clock game tomorrow that's really important. We're playing really well. We're playing really well. We watched a guy throw four wild pitches. First time in the history of the Yankees. This is, you know, this is not the Rockies. You know, this is not some team that doesn't have a long hit. This is the New York Yankees. First time in their history you've watched that. A guy who, it's critical time, right? Season's on the line. Who are we going to get to close this game? Get the guy with the ERA of 10. Get, bring, bring him. And he looked like he wanted to be anywhere else. <laughs> who could blame him, right? Who could blame him? And after the game, he said, well, you know, it's just a question of, uh, you know, a lack of execution. I don't know. Four wild pitches in an inning. Yeah, I think it's a pretty good uh, assessment. Yeah. It was a lack of execution. Absolutely. So maybe the, the most embarrassing loss of the season. And how did that manifest itself? Did the Yankees go out last night and, and really attack the day and attack a, a guy coming in who had an ERA of about four and a half when he wasn't even supposed to, to pitch? Really? Right. I mean. Came out of the bullpen of the second inning? No, no, it didn't. The Yankees are the best team at making guys you you basically never heard of look like guys you you have to know about. <laughs> look at this! Wow, look at the way this guy's pitch. This guy must be awesome. No, he's not. But that, of course, is the case with the Yankees this year. One eight hundred nine one nine ESPN is the telephone number. One eight hundred nine one nine. ESPN. All right, we got a ton of stuff to do. We got forty seven days until the NFL season kicks off. I told you, right? You get to July fourth. Buckle up because the summer's basically over. Blink, it's Labor Day. So we got to get into Jets and Giants stuff. We got to get into the Aaron Rodgers stuff, the NFL rules on vaccines. Ooh, I can't wait for that conversation. By the way, when I was away, I had, I think this might be, Ty Butler, you can be the judge and you're a very hard judge. You will almost automatically go against me. But I think I had my most brilliant idea that I have ever come up with. And this is a moneymaker. This is big. So I'll tell you what that is. Uh, I know I'm being spied on now. I, can, I have guaranteed proof, and we will judge that together. And I got some scores to settle this week. I got a lot of scores to settle, including one with Ty Butler. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. So, look, we got a lot of stuff to do. 1-800-919-ESPN. In case you're just joining us, uh, I, it is Gordon Damer filling in and... You already probably know, if you, if you listen to the show, Michael K. Show Trivia Champion Gordon Damer, as well as Stump Rothenberg, Living Legend. But we added a new thing to the mix this week with Don LaGreca's list. Number four, I came in. Number four out of the top five. So if you want to call me number four, I don't know. You know, when you're three, you could call the person Trey. Or you call, some people are known as Trip, right? Uh, there's not really that one for, for, for Quattro. Why? I don't know. 
Quad, you think? Yeah, but that's more of a that doesn't That doesn't sound yeah, very... It doesn't, doesn't sound cool. No, quad. It doesn't... It, not generally. I actually thought about this coming in, and it blew up in my face. Do I want uh-huh. to call you... You know, in football, you're known by, like, the position you play and the number. Right. I don't yeah. want to call you QB4, because that's not a good thing. No, that's not a good thing. <laughs> Say, not generally. Justice. Uh, Christian Hackenberg was QB4. <laughs> yeah. And we never I, saw him. <laughs> so. Before, I, I, I flirted with this yesterday, Dak... Uh-huh. Calling you Dak. Why Dak? Oh, because well, he wears number four. four. No, no, not after the week he had. We'll get into that as well because he was, he was speaking about vomiting all over yourself. Oh, my God, that guy. I think Mel, let's go to Mel in Jersey because he actually wants to weigh in on the top five. And I had a lot of people tell me that you don't belong on that list at all. I had people tell me that, um, that you belong higher. So let's see where Mel weighs in. Mel, what's going on, buddy? Gordon, anybody who said you don't belong on the list, they don't listen to the station enough. I used Thank to work you. 6 o'clock in the morning, man, right? And you was the morning show. Yep. It didn't matter I had to go to work that early. What was important was for me was that I made sure that I caught your regal tumble. Doesn't matter if it was for theme songs, movies, whatever. You do a great job. Thank now, you, Mel. with that being said, you're welcome, man. I appreciate you. With that being said, to even do a top five list on this station is ridiculous because you got so much talent and so much great people on here. And, you know, I appreciate all y'all. But... To leave Michael K off the list and Bart Scott is ridiculous also because when Michael K was gone last week, man, I was asking myself, where Michael? Where Michael? I missed him. You know what I mean? And Bart, he made me laugh all the time. And the honorable mention is the great Ty Butler because like a, like a chicken sandwich from Chick-fil-A, you know, you can have a regular chicken sandwich or you can have the spicy two deluxe. You know what I mean? Ty is definitely that extra on everything. I know you all got a show, but he's an honorable mission. All right. Well, look, Mel. Mel has a – look, we have a lot of great hosts. It's it's tough to crack that top four. So, as I said, and Mel, thanks for the phone call, I was just happy to be – you know, I was honored to be on the list. You know, a lot of the other guys are complaining they weren't number one. Dave's complaining. I think he came in two or three. He wanted to be number one. I'm just happy to be – I'm like the guy who gets nominated for the Oscar and is just happy to be – I'm, I'm glad to be part of the list. Just be glad to be part of the list. 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. Let's go to uh, Cullum is in the Bronx. Cullum, what's going on, buddy? What's going on, Gordon? I think you're, yeah, you're definitely in the top five really quick. Thank you. Um, you know, you do mornings, you do nights, you do solo, do you right. can join a group. You're versatile. You're one of the I most am. versatile people we I'm have. Best on when I'm by myself. You'd have to admit, though, Cullum, I'm best when I'm by myself. Just let me run the thing on my whole. Uh, you know, I got more than enough to to keep you occupied. I completely agree with you. I, I miss you in the mornings. Thank you. In that solo morning, uh, yes. it was great. But um, my point, I was going to go in with the Yankees really quick, and yeah. I'm not, and I'm not going to talk about the Yankees specifically. Mm-hmm. But the Yankees, right now, to me, they are the fourth best-ran organization in their own division right now. You look at the Red Sox. The Red Sox won a World Series, completely broke it down, and they already built it up faster and are better than the Yankees right now. You look at the Rays. The Rays can send Cy Young Young winning pitchers away. They can send anyone away. But their analytic department goes not – we're not looking at the past and what – what they've done, and let's say they look to the future. They, they do their analytics to the future right now. And you look at the Blue Jays, the Blue Jays have, what, like five young superstars that are on their way coming up like that? The Yankees don't have anything. They're still using their same analytics from 2017. 
Well, I, I will say this, Colum, and thanks for the phone call. Um, there, I mean, at this point, there's no question the Red Sox and Rays are better. I mean, the Red Sox and Rays are among the best-run organizations in the sport, right? The Rays able to do it for the payroll that they're able to do it, and you're right. They can send away this guy. They can send away that guy, and uh, they, they can still make it work. They are the smartest-run organization that there is. Uh, Red Sox, you're absolutely right. They, they, they win. They tear it down. They come back again. The Blue Jays, that one I will debate. I mean, the Blue Jays haven't finished uh, above uh, third place, I think, since like 2015. Uh, so they, I mean, and they haven't really done a whole lot uh, since the, the World Series is of, of, of 92 and 93. I think they made it the playoffs a couple of times, but not a whole lot. So, um, you know, the Yankees have some work to do, and the Yankees have been very good for a while, but you don't want very good, especially if you're a Yankee fan. That's, that's not what you're looking for. You're looking for titles. And I, I think every Yankee fan, if you asked them, would you rather be good for 20 years with the possibility that you're going to win one at some point because you're in it every single year, or would you rather have it that you're going to be up and down, but somehow you have a better chance of winning that way? You just want the best chance of winning. And the Yankees have been close. They've been knocking on the door, and they decided this year – to, to kind of run it all back, and that clearly was the wrong approach. Now, that, that approach was kind of, I think, forced on them because they were going to reduce payroll, because they lost money last year, because of the pandemic, and all these different things. But the answers are the answers. And at, at 90, what, 5, 96 games, you kind of have your answers. You kind of have your answers. So the question that's out there right now is all, of course, about uh, the trade deadline. The trade deadline is um, the 30th. It's not the 31st this year. Some people think it's the 31st. It's actually the 30th. They moved it up a day because the 31st is a Saturday, and there's a lot of afternoon games that day, so they wanted to avoid that, pro- you know, that possible problem. So they moved it to the 30th. And the question I keep seeing, what are the Yankees going to do? What are they going to do? Well, I'm, I, I will tell you what they're going to do. Ready? Nothing. They're not going to do a thing. They punted on this year. I mean, how can people not see this? The ownership made it clear they were reducing payroll. So let me ask you this. Now, I, I think that that was the wrong approach, clearly. If you have a team that's, that's knocking on the door, you got to do – look, if, I've, if I'm spending 250 right, the argument is, well, I'm, I'm spending 250 why would I spend more than that? Because 250 is not getting it done. And 215 is not going to get it done or whatever it was to start the year, 195, 210, whatever. Yeah, I understand 250 is not getting it done. You should be able to get it done. But I got to do something to get it done. That's the goal. But the Yankees clearly punted on this year. So why would they exceed it now? If you were going to exceed it, you exceed it back then. You go get a legit number two starter. You go get lefty bats. Someone who could actually bat third in a lineup without making everyone laugh when they see it. Go add a reliever that actually relieves, actually provides relief. And I got to be honest, based on some of the names I hear, I... I, I'm almost kind of hoping they don't add anybody. You know, like Joey Gallo, it would be nice to have a productive bat. But for all the people who are talking about Joey, he, you're all complaining, well, you know, all they do is strike out and hit home runs, low contact. That's Joey Gallo. Now, he's, he's a lefty bat, so that's a little bit different. But that's basically what he does. He strikes out 200 times. He hits you, you know, 35 home runs. He's a little bit more athletic than you probably have. And look, Considering the level of production you've gotten out of left field so far this year, anybody would be better, just about. 
But I don't know necessarily doubling down on that is the, is the way to go. And Trevor Story, I mean, do people actually think the Yankees are going to trade for Trevor Story? So you could trade for a guy now to save a season that might be beyond saving and then sign him to a monster contract, or you could just sign him to the contract after the season's over and just kind of let this play out, which was the goal to begin with, right? We're going to reduce payroll. If it's good enough, it's good enough. If not, oh well. And has anybody actually looked at Trevor Story at Coors, away from Coors? Because at Coors Field, he's amazing. Away from Coors Field, not so much. At Coors Field in his career, 302 hitter, 367 on base, slugging of 605. Uh, you know, a legit superstar, right? Good defense at shortstop, OPS plus of 124. Away from Coors Field, 243, 311, 438, OPS plus of 75. That's a below average player. And, you know, nothing against Trevor Story. Does, does anybody think that that's going to fix it? Yeah, just go, all we are is a shortstop away. All we are is a shortstop away. I don't know what people are thinking. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Let's go to uh, Jerry is in Chester. Jerry, you're next up on ESPN New York. Hey, man. How's it going? Hey, Jerry. Um, I, yeah, I, dude, I, I, everything you say about the Yankees, I'm a thousand percent agree with because I don't know why, I, as much as I want to see them get somebody, just the way they've been penny-pinching the last few years, I don't. I really think you're right. I don't think they're going to do anything, and that scares me, being a Yankee fan. Because in the past, when George was in charge, which we know he's not, and I, I'm telling, I wish Hank was still around because I think he might be pushing Hal a little bit if he was around. Because right now, I think Hal really doesn't care. Uh, Jerry, we're losing you a little bit. Uh, look, we're in agreement. And look, I don't want to go back to you know. There was plenty of times where George's. Um, his approach was the wrong approach as well, right? Like, he was too aggressive. He was like a maniac half the time, firing managers, firing Gia, every year making trades, trading away prospects, bringing guys in that were over the hill. The Yankees have kind of swung back the other way. And that's another thing. Like, at the trade deadline, even when the Yankees have been good, they haven't done anything at the trade deadline. The only caveat I will say is, you know, the fact that we're so deep into the season that, Obviously, whatever player you're going to get, you're only going to be paying the portion of his contract from this point to the end of the season. So it's not the full contract like it would have been uh, before the season. And I don't know if there's some mechanisms that the Yankees can operate under and, and stay under the luxury tax threshold. So maybe there is a way that they can go out and get a significant contributor uh, by doing that, but all the numbers that I've seen, it seems like they're kind of really scraping right up against the, the luxury tax threshold. Uh, ceiling so I just don't see any way and if that was the the approach the entire time why would anybody think now it's going to change 1-800-919-ESPN 1-800-919-3776 all right so when I do a show you know I obviously have all the sports topics that I want to hit on but there's always a couple of like fun topics that I want to hit on so among the fun topics today and I will allow Ty Butler to make this decision all right Ty here's your here's your call you can either find out maybe the greatest idea that I have ever come up with or how I know for a fact my devices are spying on me. That's a like if I, if I, if I, when I tell you this story, I could take this proof into a court of law and win a judgment against this device maker. All right, let's go with that one. The second one. Now we're getting into courts okay. and, and, you know, legal right. legalities. That's fine. Yes, 
Yes. So, th- well, all right, we'll do that coming up. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. If you want to get in on the Yankees and say all the same things we've all said before throughout this entire season, feel free, because sometimes you just kind of got to get it out. I understand. And look, we got another 60 games to, to get it out, unfortunately, with the Yankees, because we all know which way it's headed. I will tell you how I know for a fact. I'm th- I might have to file a lawsuit to win this judgment. And wait until you hear this proof. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. Yet the, the optimistic Yankee fan who is, is like, tor- damn the torpedoes, the team is still... I have to assume that those people, are, it's either an act or they're Russian bots. I mean, they can't be actual people who are actually watching this Yankee team day in and day out and still having a sense of optimism. But then there's the Met fan where every single time something goes wrong, oh my God, I mean, this is mopey when, when they are living the dream life right now. Everything is so good and they can't appreciate it. But first, Ty Butler, we've been doing this show, not this show, but shows together for a very long time. And one of the topics that I, I generally bring up is I, I'm fairly convinced my devices are spying on me. And I think that that's true. But this takes it to a brand new level. Are you ready for this? Let's do it. And I feel like this, I can take this evidence into court and uh, I I could win a judgment. All right. So the other night, my wife and I, after dinner, we decided it's a beautiful night. Let's go take a little walk. So we live close to a high school. So we decided, hey, let's go through the high school, walk around the track. And who happens to be there but the marching band? The marching band's getting ready, I guess, for for the school year already. And, uh, you know, they're playing some songs. and I don't know what song it was, but it was really, I mean, it was really a, a, it was a, an elaborate number. So I said to my wife, I said, boy, the, even the marching bands now are better than when I was in high school because I feel like the only song that my high school band played was the Pink Panther theme. I feel like that's the only one, you know, the <laughs> da-dun, 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 da-dun. So she's like, that can't be true. That up, I, I, immediately my wife tells me that I'm wrong. So she, well, they had to play the fight song. I said, I don't know. I don't remember. It's a long time ago now, but I feel like it's only the Pink Panther thing. So we're walking. Now, I don't have, you know, uh, an okay Google with me. I don't have an Alexa with me. I don't even have my phone with me. The only thing I have with me is my watch. I have an Apple watch because I like to count the steps like a, like a gerbil in the, in, the, in the cage. I like to see how many steps I get at the end of the day, a, a contest against apparently nobody. So we get done with the walk. We come home. We, you know, we're talking at other points. The next day, less. Yes, this is it. It was a good theme song. You know, it was a good, uh, you know, the band played that. You got fire. Yeah, we got the Pink Panther. Look at that. Meanwhile, now it's like, I mean, they got drums. They got all these different. It's crazy. Got the snares with the hi-hats. Oh, hi-hats, everything. They got kids doing things. I don't even know what they're playing. French horns, beautiful. And up-tempo. You know me. I love the up-tempo music. This is a little slow. Okay. But anyhow, less than 24 hours, I'm, you know, scrolling on the very, you know, Twitter, Instagram. I go on Instagram, and I have a suggested post. I actually posted it to Twitter at the time. Let me find it exactly as it's worded. But it's an ad for a music app. And what does it say? Simple way to learn to play the Pink Panther theme. Wow. That is is not a coincidence, right? That is insane. That is not a coincidence. Clearly, 
Your Apple Watch is listening. Some guy somewhere, I don't know where, is listening to every conversation you have while you're wearing your Apple Watch. That's not a coincidence, right? Learn to play the Pink Panther theme? But, but news for you, Gordon, it's not just your Apple Watch. It's your iPhone. It's your. But I didn't have device. any of that other stuff with me. No, but the, I'm saying... The like, iPhone, I, look, I understand the iPhone, but I need my phone at certain times, and I'll, I'll give up a little bit of that privacy. I figured the Apple Watch... I figured I was safe. That's your escape. <laughs> I like getting my steps in. I got to go get a Fitbit or I don't know. Maybe the Fitbit people are listening too. No, that's not a coincidence. So now, now when we go on walks, I'm just throwing out crazy. I'm like samurai swords, samurai swords, <laughs> samurai swords. Yelling random things. Right. Nestle quick, Nestle quick. I just want to see what pops up next. And has it happened? Like, did you- it is not. This only happened during the week. But I, I don't think that I'm going to have a better case than the Pink Panther theme. Yeah, to that, mention the Pink Panther theme and then not 24 hours later. Yeah, that's hey, too learn much how to play the Pink Panther theme. That's too much of a. That is weird. That is absolutely weird. That's, I think you should try it out though, like what you just said. Like yeah, I'm going to just. Do you have any suggestions? What's like? What's a really weird thing to bring up in front of my watch? My watch is actually. I should have taken it home and hit it with a sledgehammer. Was what I should have done. <laughs> you should. But I like counting the steps like an idiot. Punted that thing to the moon. I don't right. know. Right. Like, like pelotons. Like that seems to be a thing. Yeah, but no, it has to be something that I would never ordinarily like bonsai trees, bonsai trees, bonsai trees. Or or some ganja. You know what ganja is? No, yeah, no. (laughs) You you know who will show up at the house? You don't know. No, I got to do legal things. Legal things. um, Yeah, I'll have some suggestions for you. All right, yeah, give me some suggestions before the end of the show, and and we'll see if we can come. I don't think you can come up with a better example than the Pink Panther theme. Like, when was the last time you thought of the Pink Panther theme? Yeah, that, all I, the I movies a, that are being remade, they don't make remake the pin, Pink Panther. I think they actually did with Steve Martin. It was terrible, but that even that was like twenty five years ago. Oh yeah, Steve Martin did have that. Yeah, that yeah, was I bad. Do remember that? That was bad. All right, and I've I've not been in high school in like you know a very long time. About so fifty years. Fifty years. Yeah. It has been fifty years since I've been in high school. So <laughs> it's been a very long time. You rotten jerk. All right, let's talk about the Mets a little bit. Uh, because Met fan, it's like you can't. There's there are certain people in life who just can't appreciate anything good. They've always got to take it and, and and find the negative. They've always got to find compare it to something. Oh well, yeah, this is okay, but what about that? Yes, I came in number three on the list, but I should be number two, right? I mean, Met fans, you should be feeling as good as you have felt since 2015. This is a magical year. Things are going perfectly for you. I checked baseball reference today. You know how on baseball reference they give you the odds to make the playoffs and to make the World Series? The Mets, according to baseball reference, and I don't think baseball reference, it might be fan graphs, whoever does it, baseball perspectives, whoever, has the Mets at 38% to make the playoffs. I am telling you, I've said this even before the, the vacation. I think I've been saying this now for probably a month. The Mets are 99.9% to make the playoffs. Because to not make the playoffs, they would have to have a team in their division catch them. The Mets are eight games over 500. They've basically been this way for a month. Eight games, you know, maybe a little bit more, maybe a little bit less. But let's just say, let's just say, that the Mets remain eight games over 500. So they fit, or maybe a little bit more, maybe like 86 and 76. I think that adds up to 162, right? Yeah, I think. Eh, whatever. 
86 and 76, right? Who in that division is getting there? Who in that division is not only playing, just playing at 500, it seems like an accomplishment in the National League East. Never mind, like, getting super hot. Running down the rest of the teams in the National League East is like when Dean Wormer announced the Delta's midterm grades. Every single one of them is bad. It's just a range of how bad. The Phillies, they're like, uh, was it Pinto, who had like four Ds and an F? Their high watermark of the season, the Phillies, was four games over 500. That was in April. It was after the fourth game of the season. They started 4-0. and And they've never reached those, that, that peak again. And they've got 66 games left. So to catch the Mets, they'd have to go like 38-28. and 28. Is that, does that equal? I don't, I'm not sure. My math is always, that was never a strong point for me, even back in high school. And they'd have to do that, again, with one of the worst bullpens in the entire sport. Like, I was watching the, the Yankee and Philly games, and I'm thinking to myself, this is the team people that Met fans are worried about? This team? And they're the greatest threat you have. The Braves are two games under 500 have never, not even for a single day, even been at 500, never mind above 500, and it's late July. And then you got the Nationals, who can't seem to get out of there, 45 and 51, so you're talking what? 40 and 20, or 41 and 25? I'm not sure if that, again, the math is questionable. And that's just if the Mets stay at this level. There's a pretty good chance they play better. Why? Well, the Mets have 37 games left against teams in their division, which we've already established is terrible. Now, if you want to have worries, I'm not saying that the Met fan has no worries. Worry about the Grom, right? Worry about who you're going to get at the deadline or how many guys you're going to get at the deadline. Worry about when you hear the Diaz music. That, you want something to worry about. Do we have that music? You hear that music. That's like the Jaws theme coming in. Worry about Jeff McNeil's fatigued leg. Worry about the injuries. I'm not telling you you don't have anything to worry about, but worry about making the playoffs? Stop. Now you're just trying to create boogeymen. The National League East is terrible, and the National League is not very good. The East stinks. The Central's mediocre. And then the West, you get the, the, you know, the, the, the Giants. You get the Padres. And you get the, 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 the Padres, the Dodgers, and the Giants. But you got to, I mean, every single day something goes wrong. Oh, my God. I knew this was going to happen. You guys are living a dream life. And you're, 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 you're worried about what? You're, this is the good times. Enjoy the good times. If you can't enjoy the good times, what, what chance do you have of enjoying anything? All right, 1-800-919-ESPN is the phone number. Jay is in the car. He uh, has some reaction to the iWatch, uh, the Apple Watch story. Jay, what's going on, my man? Hey, man, I also want to talk Mets a little bit. But Okay. Okay, so when did you see that ad? The day after? The day after. Less than 24 hours. I would say it was probably about 12. Yeah. Uh, yeah, about 12 hours. Yeah. Yeah, so, so I'm not – first of all, they definitely have the ability, like Facebook, if you Google things, like – Never Google, uh, never like Google the Pink Panther. The Okay, Never but Googled. your wife could have Googled something no, along no, those lines. No, trust me, she doesn't, she doesn't care say, about my conversations. Was, no, nobody Googled anything about the Pink Panther theme. I mentioned it in passing for like two seconds. We didn't have a long conversation about it. I mentioned it for two seconds, and the only thing I said was, I feel like when I was in high school, the only thing my, my high school band could play is the Pink Panther theme. That was the only time the words were even mentioned. Okay, okay. 
what I was going to say, what I was telling your guy that screened this is, if at some point in that 24 hours, your wife, who's on the same Wi-Fi network on your house, whether it's on your phone or not, it's registered to the same internet service provider, that phone and that Google, that cookie is now attached to you guys. So Didn't whether you Googled it, your wife did, no, or your family no, did, they could all, Googled it. it's I all can, part of the same kind of... I guarantee, Jay. No, we have to... Jay, I'm sorry, but we have to admit it's listening. Well, it's listening right now. They could be spying on you. Oh, I'm not they saying absolutely they're not. are. I'm, they have the ability to. I just wanted to throw that out there. Now, yes. can we no, go to next real quick? Well, yeah, go ahead. All right. What do you think we do with this guy, Conforto? Like... I, I'm sorry. The guy's batting 203. He makes an incredible diving catch yesterday. I mean, he wants 200 million dollars. You think? Like, do, <laughs> would you trade? You want 200 million dollars? He's not going to get 200 million dollars. Right. Would you trade Conforto for a bat at this point, or a great pitcher at this point, or what? Do you, what are you planning to do with Conforto if you're a Mets well, fan? Look, That's all I, I wanted to say. Thank you. RJ, uh, I would not. Uh, I don't know that any team would really have interest in Conforto because, again, he's he's, he's had a terrible year and he's looking at a, a, a big contract. It's not, I don't think it's going to be two hundred million dollars, but it's going to be significant beyond this year. And I, I really liked Conforto, although I realized that last year that shortened season. If you just take a look at some of the the analytic stats, uh, you know, batting average of balls hit and play, there was no way he was going to, you know, put up another 322, 400 on base, 500 slugging. Um, but I don't think that you're going to to move off of him. But the thing that the Mets have that it's kind of uh, interesting is that if you're looking at ways to improve the offense, they have some spots where obviously you're locked in. Right, you're you're locked in at shortstop, uh, you're locked in at catcher, you're locked in, I think, at first base. Um, but then there's another. I mean, if if there's a second baseman out there, who you feel like you know what that guy, yes, that's the guy that will put our offense over the top. I mean, I don't know that Jeff McNeil prevents you from doing that. Certainly, third base is wide open. Um, the outfield spots, I think Conforto is probably pretty safe and you're just going to kind of live with what he gives you this year. But if there is a de- if it does turn out that there's a team that says to themselves, you know what, we can get Michael Conforto, bring him in here, we'll sign him to a long-term extension, that's the guy we want. I, I, I find it hard to believe that that situation develops or exists. But I don't think that there's really not – the Mets don't have that many guys locked in that you would say, well, there's no way we can move this guy if it may, might help us improve. So they got a lot of areas uh, that, that are open to them, and they do have a lot of things to do, but it seems like that they are not just going to add one guy before the deadline. There's a good possibility they add a few pieces. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. By the way, one time, as, as, a, as a host on the station and as someone who enjoys listening to the station as much as I do, all the different shows, did I hear this correctly, that at some point on the air, out loud, you mentioned that you believe that you could make contact oh, against Jacob DeGrom? All right, so here, here is uh, What I heard was that you went on the air and said you could get a hit off of Jacob DeGrom. Oh, hey, I'm hey, sure that that's not... It can't possibly be true. It was so fill me a grand in. slam if it was Game 7 of the World Series. Right. No, no fill so, me on what, what the so true story is. So I came across... Um, Twitter like playing this game mm-hmm. and it was if you got 10 
pitches off of the ground, could you make contact? So my initial thought was obviously no. He's I'm no, talking about one not. of the greatest pitchers of all time. Right. But then I thought further and I said, now what if I line up for a bunt for right. 10 straight pitches? I'm not saying getting a hit, just simply the, the, the ball touching the bat, a foul tip or, or what have you. Can I make contact once? I said, I, I think so, absolutely. No, you can't. Swinging a bat? No. I've got no chance. No chance. Well, look, if you if, if making contact is you jump out of the, the batter's box and stand right in front of the plate and the ball hits your body, that would be contact. So, yes, that would I think that that you could accomplish. And this is not you. I, I'm saying the same thing for myself. I would make even less contact. Um, but, yeah, the, no, there's no You don't think no if way. I squared up for a bunt no. 10 straight times. Do you know how the- fast a 100-mile uh, – uh, we're assuming DeGrom's held – a 100-mile-an-hour pitch, you blink, it's past you. I understand that, but if I'm literally just standing there. No, even then. With the bat poked out. No. Just no. waiting for do it you, to come. Now, do you believe that you could strike out like Aaron Judge? No. Like if you got 10 pitches and they all all you have to do is get three strikes? What so you could add them out of you? No. So, no, I. this was... And and it could it could be crazy. I just thought that if I stood up there ten straight times with the the bat. Now you have the new you, you have the young family and you have the young baby. Um, is this a lack of sleep? Do you did you say this because you got like an hour and a half, and you were delirious out of your mind on the lack of sleep? No, I just felt. And one of you my, still feel good about this. I feel good about it. I ha- let me throw one at you. Like, would you take up this proposition? It's one of my favorite hypotheticals of all time. Mm-hmm. It's you get ten half court shots, right? Right. You hit one, you're you're ten million dollars richer. Uh-huh. But if you miss all ten, you've got to go to prison for ten years. N- right. No, no, you can't no. hit a half court shot. No, I wouldn't be going to prison for ten years. I'd be going for ten minutes because my <laughs> lick would not do well in prison. I'll yeah, tell you that right now. So. I don't think no. Gordon the comedian is going to no. be able to survive. No, I'm not going to be island. able to talk your way out of this, funny man. <laughs> so you're not doing that, man. Ten no. million dollars. No. Ten half court shots. If you said, you know, uh, a day in prison, then maybe. Well, how about a free th- ten free throws? You could hit a free throw. T- a free throw. For 10 years in prison? It's, no, get, the risk is not worth the reward. You get 10 to hit one It doesn't matter. Gordon. You know how quickly I, I would look like Brooks Krisky on the mound the other night. Here is why athletes all the time do this whole, well, you never played sports. You just talk about it. Gordon, right. you're a talk show host. You can't hit a free throw? No, I can hit a free throw, but I'm not betting on hitting a free throw for 10 years in prison? You Are get, you out of your mind? You get ten, That's basically saying, death. <laughs> That's what you're saying is you can, if you hit a free throw, you get a lot of money um, or you can die. A, a lot of money. $10 million. I, I, you're yeah, no, that's a it. lot of money. Absolutely. You're underselling it. But yeah, no, that's chances, great. man. Ten. No, no. The I risk is not worth the reward. Once you get to seven straight misses, now you're getting nervous. Right, right. Now I'm, I'm pooping in my pants. You become Andre Drummond at the line. I get it. But ten? Ten free throws, I'm taking that. That's light work. Again, it's not whether or not I can do it. Obviously, I can do it. But is it worth the chance <laughs> of going to prison? Of going to prison for ten years. And again, keep in mind, I have young children. Well, not that young anymore. But I would be. I would. Jack is thirteen. I'd come out of prison. He would be twenty-three. <laughs> He's a completely different person. John Carlos Stanton would only be in the final year of his contract <laughs> with the Yankees. 
Is he At least I would miss that. You it, know what? This is sounding like a better and better deal. Is he playing left field yet? While you're no, he's, no, he's gearing up, though. Right, he will be gearing up. Ready. It's just a couple more steps that he has to go. Uh, and then he'll be good to go. It's it, intriguing, it's, though. You can't lie. Ten free throws, $10 million. Or you oh, it would be it. intriguing to watch someone else. I'm not. Uh, no, I'm not. Ri- I, I like my life. My life is good just the way it is. I'm just looking to run this th- for as long as I can keep it together here. I think it, that I, I think that if we kids if, still young doing pajama, doing shows in my pajamas in my basement, I just want to keep everything exactly the way it the is. Way it is. Um, I think that if we opened the briefcase and showed you all the money, you would change it to. Uh, look, everyone loves money. I don't know that. And I'm not saying that $10 million wouldn't have a major impact in my life. Obviously, it would. But you know what would really have an impact in my life? Exactly. Going to, the possibility of going to prison for 10 years. Now, you mentioned Jack's 13, which means he's on the cusp of looking at colleges. College, you know, those C- tuitions Cusp of are, looking at college? He's 13. It, 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 he's on That's the cusp. That's not the cusp. No, that is not the cusp of looking at colleges. He's a, he's a couple years no. shy of it, my friend. No. College that tuitions. Is not, no. <laughs> college I'm sorry. That is are, not the cusp of looking. You go to college when you're 18. College tuitions. That's five years. Pricey, That's man. a third of his life. Room and board. Pricey. That ten million dollars no. can go a long way. I don't care how long. Daddy's not going to the big house. That's <laughs> ridiculous. No, I'm not doing that. And you're not making contact off of Jacob. I think I'm I sorry. can do it. I think you could too. I appreciate the positive thinking, but no, that's that's insane. All right. Speaking of, that's a terrible idea. This is a good idea. You ready for this? I think this is one that somebody is going to run with. And I'll be honest with you. If they do, they will make a boatload of money. They might make more than $10 million. So last weekend, uh, my wife, back when, you know, things were starting to show some signs of of opening up again, decided we're going to surprise the kids with a little trip to Florida, a big theme park down in Florida. My kids love Harry Potter. That's one thing that they've kind of appreciated during uh, the pandemic. We watched all the Harry Potter movies. The kids love the Harry Potter movies. So we decided to go to a big uh, park down in Florida. Florida that has Harry Potter. So, you know, we're walking around. The crowds are, you know, crazy. Everybody's going here and going there, rides, all the different stuff. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, I'm not that big into Harry Potter, but I'm into it for the kids. But then I think to myself, you know, if someone ever came up with a land at one of the big theme parks that was based on Breaking Bad, man, I would be really into that the I would be all about that theme park. So I clearly get why my kids are all about Harry Potter. Don't you think that would be an amazing idea? Uh, that is incredible. Roller coasters based on the, you know, the, the, the cousins. You go and you make your own candy meth someplace. The meth lab. Oh, that is. Oh, awesome. that would be a phenomenal idea. Yeah, I love it. A it's- virtual ride where you're trying to kill the fly from that one stupid episode nobody really likes. And then you have, I mean, you already have the food situation all set up with Los Pollos. Like, the, there's your... Uh, Who doesn't right. want to try Los Pollos chicken? Los Pollos Hermanos. That's a, that's a phenomenal idea. A phenomenal idea. Somebody, and it's not just that. You're telling me there's not an amusement park down in Jersey somewhere that might be hurting for sales a little bit. They go to the makers of The Sopranos. And they say, you know what? We want to buy the rights for, for whatever it'll take to be able to make over our theme park so it's like the Sopranos. 
You're telling me that that will not see a jump in business? I think this is a phenomenal idea. Yeah, man. I mean, your issue, though, is you've now said it on radio, and someone's going to run with it and not give you credit for it. Well, look, I'm not, I, I wasn't going to really do it. It was far too much work for me. I, you know, for a guy who's doing the shows in his pajamas in his basement, he's probably, he, I'm an idea man. I'm not the nitty-gritty, nuts-and-bolts kind of guy. And once, Here's you go, a qu- and once you go to prison, you're not going to really Right, right. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, we better not go down that road. Here's a question for you. Fictional food from TV shows or movies. Which would you rather taste? Here's your options. Would you rather tra- taste Los po- uh, Poyos Hermanos from, from Breaking Bad, or would you rather have a Big Kahuna burger from Pulp Fiction? Oh, my God. That's a, that's a tough one. Oh, that is a t- oh I I can't I don't I have it's I, tough you could go either way you can. I would I've always wanted to try a big Kahuna burger yeah the burger is awesome but the the, the, the pollos hermanos I mean yes I think I probably would go that way because really you know what can you really do a burger is a burger chicken is a little bit more of a yeah, flavor profile I'm there. going there too I'm with you Los pollos hermanos man they win every time they win every time and we are now joined by Joe Wiz you can always hear him Friday night at midnight. The Fine Line with Joe Wiz, Saturday, 7 to 9, right before, of course, uh, Dave Rothenberg comes your way. And I should tell you, Joe Wiz on 98.7 ESPN is brought to you by PlaySugarHouse.com and by Infinity of Inglewood in New Jersey. Joe, what's going on, pal? Hey, Gordon. Thanks for having me back on. Anita certainly chose a great day to take off. The weather couldn't be any better. Yeah, she bailed on you, buddy. I don't know what to tell you. They brought me in, but, uh, you know, she's off enjoying the sunshine and maybe, uh, you know, a couple of drinks as well. So uh, but we'll, we'll, we'll manage through. We'll manage through. All right. I guess the Absolutely. first thing I want to hit with you is this Aaron Rodgers stuff. The stories came out yesterday. A couple of the various, um, you know, online betting houses took the Packers over-under numbers down. There's concern about, you know, this drama going on with Rodgers. Is he going to retire? He's trying to force a trade. How do you approach the, 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 uh, the Packers and this, this situation with Aaron Rodgers? Or do you approach Do you just try to avoid it? What are you looking at when it comes to the Packers this year? Yeah, it's interesting. You can either take a shot and think uh, you're going to be able to guess what Rodgers is going to do. His latest threat is obviously looking to retire. And, you know, there's so many other opportunities to make money um, with the situation with Rodgers. He obviously doesn't want to be there. And we keep changing our mind every day. Every time you turn on ESPN, you hear one thing and then you hear another. Last night on my show, I said that Rodgers is going to come back. And then today he says he's returning. So he's doing everything humanly possible to not return back to Green Bay is really what's going to happen there. But um, I just looked online, Westgate Superbook in Vegas. They closed all markets for the NFC North. Uh, anything that w- involved with the NFC, whether it's uh, Rodgers returning or who's going to win the NFC North, um, they pretty much shut it all down with this latest speculation that Rodgers is re- uh, going to retire. He's pretty much saying he wants to retire because he doesn't want to come back to Green Bay. He's doing everything humanly possible to not be forced to come back there. Now, do you think that maybe they know something? Do you think that this is just them covering their butts? Why do you think that they've decided to make that move now? What's their approach here? Well, because I think I think they realize if somebody's out there and they're going to be betting uh, Green Bay and knowing that if uh, Rodgers leaves Green Bay, which is probably going to happen now based on him just forcing every issue possible, that then Green Bay may no longer be the favorite. And then if you're taking a team like the Minnesota Vikings, right. who would be my choice, the second choice. Right now, the Vikings are plus two, were plus 250. Um, those odds would dra- uh, drop drastically here because other than that, you don't have, you know, with the Bears situation, 
situation. Um, you don't know what they're going to do with their unproven quarterback status, and that's it. I mean, so the Vikings would automatically jump to the to be the front runner. So if you're getting plus two fifty, that would be a g- pretty good stock to have if you knew Rodgers wasn't coming back. We're talking with Joe Wiz here on ninety eight point seven FM ESPN New York. Uh, all right, baseball. We're getting close to the trade deadline here. It seems like everybody's kind of, you know, muddling through right now. We know who's, who's uh, you know, the top teams, and then there's a bunch of teams, you know, fighting their way, the Yankees among them. Is there any team that you're looking at right now and trying to attack? Well, I'm glad that it's amazing that the Mets were able to acquire Rich Hill. I think that's a major move for them. That tells you that there's some problems. We knew a month ago or even two months ago that the Grom situation, but I, I think that there's a bigger problem with the Grom than maybe the public knows about. And obviously acquiring Rich Hill is going to put the Mets in a very good position because right now the Mets are in a pretty good position in the uh, NL East right now. They have the Phillies and the Braves. And upcoming this week, Gordon, uh, I think this five-game series with the Braves coming up on Monday, they have a doubleheader with Atlanta uh, Braves are, you know, um, I think that they're the challenge. Um, I think the, I like the Braves tonight, as a matter of fact, against the Phillies. But I think the Braves are going to be the biggest obstacle for the Mets to win the NL East. But right now, with them acquiring Hill, I think the Mets are very active in there. And uh, Tampa, uh, you know, they got a bat and they wanted that bat. And Tampa has proven that they uh, can dispose of these pitchers and win with uh, with these uh, short-term pitchers, which is yeah. unbelievable. It's, but it's uh, incredible. Tampa, Absolutely. I mean, their record's 59-39, Damon, the 20 games over 500. And, uh, you know, they're a good investment, too. I like Tampa whenever they're playing. Uh, I've made a lot of money with them in the past, and right now they're on a four-game winning streak. Yeah. All right. Um, how about the Olympics? I'm not a big Olympic guy. Or is there anything there? I'm sure there's, you know, tons of things you can look at and, and analyze. Is there one thing that jumps out to you in terms of what you should be looking at with the Olympics? I think most people that are interested in the Olympics right now are pretty much in the uh, basketball realm. I mean, Team USA is playing France tomorrow at 8 a.m. Uh, you know, France has a legitimate squad. They don't. They they do have some decent players, some NBA players, and uh, Batum. Um, they got Fournier, and of course, their main guy is Rudy Gobert, who can just camp underneath. Uh, and um, U.S. looked very fragile. I know it was only uh, what you want to call preseason or whatever mm-hmm. the case may be, but they have some guys coming in uh, like Middleton and these guys. But you just they just don't have the chemistry and uh you remind me of the brooklyn nets when we all talked about how the three-headed monsters were going to play together which we didn't see much this year and um i think the chemistry is going to be a factor there i had taken france plus the 12 uh against usa until proven otherwise because they have not proven to me that they are going to be a formidable team like they are overwhelming favorites but um game one uh tomorrow at 8 a.m i'm on france plus the 12. all right joe well uh you said it it's a beautiful saturday enjoy the rest of your day my friend Thank you very much, Gordon. Great having me on. Thank you. All right. There it is, Joe Wiz. He is brought to you by PlaySugarHouse.com, featuring MLB Profit Boost, 20% profit boost for any live MLB bet every Tuesday and Thursday. This offer is open to current and new PlaySugarHouse.com. Betters, visit PlaySugarHouse.com for full details. Must be located in New Jersey. Must be 21 or older. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Also brought to you by Infinity of Inglewood in New Jersey. They, pr- uh, they pride themselves on serving every customer with courtesy when they are shopping for a new or used Infinity car or SUV. Call them, 201-500-1754, or visit infinityofinglewood.com. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. You know, before we uh, do anything, let's touch on that Aaron Rodgers situation, right? Because you get the story the other day about um, it seems like there's this speculation now with the the online betting houses 
a lot of them. I, I think they're still up on, uh, on FanDuel, but I, I know some of them pulled down the Packers. It, the question is, do they know something? Or are they just kind of covering their rear ends? Joe thinks that they're, you know, it's more of that uh, because uh, of concerns that Rodgers may retire. And, I mean, this has been going on forever. Right. I mean, it feels like this has been the story, one of the biggest stories. Think about all the different stories that have come and went. Right. The Deshaun Watson, he was going to force his way out of the Houston Texans. Then everything happened with him. And there's really not been any talk there about anything on the legal side of things, which makes you think he's not playing anytime soon. Russell Wilson, there was talk about him forcing his way out of Seattle. That has come and gone. The Aaron Rodgers one is one that just keeps on <laughs> keeps on keeping on. So at some point, we're going to get an answer here on what Rodgers plans to do. And it's funny, I was looking at you know, different stories, the different headlines. There was one headline, the Aaron Rodgers mystery, do fiancé and her mother offer clues? I said, you know what, I just don't care that much. Uh, it's not that interesting that I need to read the clues of his fiancé and his mother. But it looks like we're going to get something. And obviously, the retirement speculation has grown here. And both he and Devontae Adams posting pictures of uh, Jordan and Pippen on Instagram. I mean, somewhere Vince Lombardi's head just blew up. Uh, th- this is what we're doing in the modern age to read what way Aaron Rodgers is leaning. I guess most people took that as a sign of it's the, you know, it's the last dance. They're going to give it one more try in Green Bay. Maybe it means some kind of form of uh, criticism of, of, the, of the front office, right? Like Jerry Krause that we saw in the, uh, in the last dance documentary. We'll see. Uh, to me, this seems like the end stage of you do all the things for someone who doesn't really have all that much leverage before finally dealing with reality. And it seems like the reality is that Aaron Rodgers can't force his way off the Packers. He can't force his way to another team. Now, he could retire. That is a possibility. He could just say, you know what, I'm done with it. But is that real? That's a move for someone who's had enough and doesn't want to deal with it anymore. It doesn't seem like that's the case for Aaron Rodgers. It seems like he just wants to play someplace else. And at 37, I think he turns 38 in December, is this a guy who, with the one title that he's got, is he going to retire and give up a year to somehow try to force the Packers' hand when the Packers will still have the upper hand, right? He'll still be under contract. So is he going to throw a year away At this point, it just seems very hard for me to believe. I think at the end of the day, we get all these stories. The offseason is filled with them. And as I mentioned, the Deshaun Watson one, right? Nothing really has happened there. The one with Russell Wilson, nothing's really happened there. Aaron Rodgers, he's a huge name and he's a huge star. And maybe he does retire and go host Jeopardy. Although I think that's (laughs) that seems like a real stretch to believe. But at least the one good thing is it seems like we'll actually get an answer one way or the other. So at least as a topic of conversation, we'll finally be able to move the Aaron Rodgers topic topic off the table. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. All right. In the break there, I came up with what I think is, I think is the, uh, the top five fictional foods, either TV or movie. So do we have like a little special music for this here? Oh, okay. You put me on. Because you're not going to guess these. These are just too random. I don't want to steal LaGreca's bit as well, especially after he was so nice to me during the week. 
but he didn't come up with a fo- top five list, but you know, uh, we don't want to do it exactly the same. So do we have like a little game show music or something? Let me find something. All right. Keb, come up with something, Ty, because I think this is the, uh, I was looking at a lot of different uh, sources. One of them, it comes up a couple of times, Soylent Green. Now, I know that that's probably a pretty dated reference, but the movie, it turns out Soylent Green is people. That's even worse than dog food. That's cannibalism. So, no, it can't possibly be. Well, Price is right. Love it. Very strong theme song. All right, so let's do this before you hear this on, uh, you know, one of the other shows that will steal this idea. Uh, All right, let's start at number five. Now, I was not a huge fan of this show, but I do remember something in the TV show Friends that Monica was a chef, and the day after Thanksgiving, she would make these unbelievable turkey sandwiches. And she would do something with like a piece of bread and it would soak up the gravy and it would be like in the middle of the sandwich so every bite was moist and delicious. So I will say at number five will come in uh, the Monica Super Soaker Sandwich from the TV show Friends. That would be the number five fictional food that I would like to be able to eat. Number three, I keep seeing... Scooby Snacks, that's that's a terror. That's again, it is dog food. And it's the wrong way to go on the same TV show. Shaggy used to make these huge sandwiches that he would be able to eat in all in one bite. So the Shaggy sandwich would be the better way to go. Now I don't really remember, I don't really have any reference for what he would put on this sandwich, but I'm assuming it would be a delicious sandwich. And who doesn't like a sandwich? So we got two sandwiches already on the list. Number three, I will, uh, this is a tough way to go. Feels like something from Willy Wonka has to be on there, but I'm not going to go that way. It's too obvious. And you know me, not obvious. Even when it probably should be. I will go with the movie The Jerk, Steve Martin. They had a franchise in that movie called Cup of Pizza. And I don't feel like that would be that bad. Who doesn't love pizza? I envision my life when I eventually break down and just uh, try to be just fat and happy for the rest of my life, that I will eat a slice of pizza every single day. That's a new streak that I would like to start maybe in 2022. I'm just worried about the weight gain. Do you think that if you ate one slice of pizza every single day, you could work that in. You can work those calories in. You get a little food counter, whatever the slice of pizza. I've been going on a, uh, a Sicilian run lately, like you read about. So I will put it number three will be the jerk cup of pizza. Number two, this is tough, man. You really could go either way. There, there are no losers here. It might be 1A, 1B, but I would think it's probably Big Kahuna Burger. Big Kahuna Burger from Pulp Fiction comes in at number two. That's that Hawaiian burger joint. Yes, it is, Jules. Uh, so I will go Big Kahuna number two. Number one would be Los Poyos Hermanos from Breaking Bad. I think that's a very solid list. I don't think anybody's topping that list. Honorable I don't know mention, Krabby Patties, but that doesn't sound that good to me. Someone on Twitter brought up um, a fascinating one. Remember okay. The, the movie Good Burger. The Good Burger from, from the movie Good Burger. A yeah. burger from the movie Good Burger. 
at jblazenyc. Yeah, that's not bad. I think I, I, I can't have two burgers on the list, and I would definitely go Big Kahuna Burger before that. I don't even think that one's close. Yeah, but that's a solid list. Yeah, that's as, that's, that's as good as you're going to get. It's better than any of the lists you'll you find on the Internet. The Internet, that's, that's terrible. Absolutely terrible. All right, let's go back to the phones. 1-800-919-ESPN is the uh, telephone number. Mike is in the car. He's got a couple of foods maybe that I didn't hit on. Mike, what's going on, buddy? Hey, Gordon. How you doing? I'm good, man. What's up? So I'm thinking I'm trying to contemplate which ones I would go to or my go-tos for these uh, top five with uh, movie or TV references with food. Uh, recently rewatching the first season of Sopranos, and I have to say anything anything that Tony's eaten pretty much. Right. So I'm eating some, uh, some nice uh, sliced uh, prosciutto di parma the other day. Right, but you can uh, literally get those things. Yes. Yes, but this I don't is know more of a, a fictional uh, that the, 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 the product does not exist. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, oh, it has to be okay. that the product does not. So Los, Herma, Los Poyos Hermanos, Big Kahuna Burger. It has to be one that you, you see it and it looks pretty good, but it doesn't actually exist in real life. What about Satriali's meat? Yeah, I mean, that doesn't, but I mean, it is just, it's just meat, right? It's just a, it's, and who knows what kind of meat it is, considering some of the things that went on to the butcher shop, you know? So that, that gets back to the Soylent Green from earlier, so. All right, Mike, you got some uh, Yankees thing you got to hit? You know, I've been calling lately about, uh, you know, selling, selling, selling with these guys. I just don't think it's our season, you know? And I don't think there's anything to sell at this moment. To, to be honest with you. Um, I don't see the point in going for it. I think just stay the course. I think it's just been a, a poor season, you know, and it happens. Uh, it's unfortunate. It's the, the, the first full season after COVID. And just see what they got. You know, the off season. hopefully this, uh, this new collective bargaining agreement brings a, a better luxury tax proposal. Uh, if, the, if the players union doesn't reject and they eventually go to another strike, which is a good possibility. Seems like a good possibility, yep. I, I just don't, you know, it's, it's a very, very boring team to watch. I mean, it got a little interesting with some of these guys coming up um, from AAA with Greg Allen and increasing the speed. You know, even seeing LeMayo steal a bag last night in the night. I mean, that's something that you don't see even with Judge in the lineup. It's uh, it was a nice it was a nice couple wins at the stadium, but I just don't like this team this year. You know, I, I really think it's it's one of those 2013 years where Jeter was retiring, or it was it was 08 right before the 09 World Series where you just didn't have it. You know, and you just got to accept it for what it is. No, absolutely. And, and Mike, thanks for the phone call. And I, I don't think that you have to worry about any uh, major moves coming. Now, look, they might end up doing something small like they've kind of done already between uh, the LaCastro move or something along that line. Maybe there's somebody out there like they can bring in, um, you know, that somebody gets released after the deadline or like an Odor, like that was that deal there where they're not paying anything for them. But in terms of anything that impacts the payroll, um, that, that is not, they're not going to do that. And I think that's the, the right approach. They shouldn't be looking to, uh, if you've made that the goal already, why would you go off course now? Uh, the Yankee lineup is uh, out for today. 
There was some talk last night that Sanchez, they were hoping that Sanchez might be back in there. He is not. So Rob Brantley gets, I mean, this lineup. Whew. Now, a lot of it is not they're doing because of all the guys they lost uh, due to COVID. But listen to this lineup. LeMahieu, Gardner. Stanton is still the DH. So still the, the, the outfield watch continues. Stanton is the DH. Odor is batting fourth. Torres is hitting fifth. Then it goes Allen, Gittens, Floreal, Brantley. Wow. It, it, and there are still people out there. I, I have to assume that they're Russian bots, that they're not actual people, that they're, they're, they're made-up people on the Internet who still think this Yankee team has a chance. Amazing. Uh, let's talk to uh, Sam in Rockland. Sam, you're next up on ESPN New York. Hey, Gordon. Hey, Gordon. I got two uh, food choices for you. Okay, One, give them to guy me. From- Soup guy from Seinfeld, and then related. The yes, that's Seinfeld. a good one. The soup. How did I forget that one, Sam? Absolutely, <laughs> the soup Nazi. Of course, that has to be on the list somewhere. You know, somebody yeah. on Twitter mm-hmm. brought up that Shaggy on Scooby Doo is actually a vegetarian. So get him out of there. And the soup Nazi. Yes, that slots in much. I like that much better. Absolutely, Sam. That's a good call. Fantastic job, and th- thanks for the call, Sam. Yeah, the soup Nazi. So revising the list a little bit, Los Pollos Hermano 1, Big Kahuna 2, Soup Nazi 3, Cup of Pizza 4, the, the Turkey Sandwich from Friends 5. I feel like, yeah, that's a much better list. Yeah, get Shaggy out of there. What does he know? He was a stoner. He's probably had no taste buds anyway. Um, so, yes, and the soup did seem like it was unbelievable, right? So... Yeah, it's a good way to go. Although that, uh, well, does that technically exist? Because there was the guy going around who was the inspiration, who was selling. But that's only the inspiration. I think that that's a loophole that we can that we can exploit. David is in Yonkers. David. Hey, how you doing, man? You guys are eating all this food. I think you're gonna need something to, to wash it down with. I was thinking about Duff Beer from The Simpsons. Duff Beer, yes. Well, look, I mean, that's a possibility. Um. Yeah, I don't know that it would necessarily make the list. You know, the fact that it's a cartoon, there are a lot of different things in the, in the Simpsons, a lot of different food choices, Krusty Burger, the donuts that that, um, that Homer's always eating, Duff Beer, that's a possibility, Flaming Mo, uh, that's a possibility there. I don't think it cracks the list, though. I don't think it cracks the list. Not sure. The Duff Beer. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it cracks. I mean, this is a... All If you're going to narrow down something to a top five, there are going to be good candidates that just don't make it. You just have to go with the better options. There are going to be hurt feelings. The people at The Simpsons, I'm sure, are crying in their Duff beer, knowing that they didn't make the top five list. But I think that the list that we came up with, I don't really think that you can top. Maybe number five. Maybe number five is a little bit of a question. But top three, those are, those are locked in. Those are locked in now. Uh, Gary is in Jersey City. Gary, you're next up on ESPN New York. Uh, yeah, Pig Burger from Better Off Dead. Yes. Well, you know what? That's not a bad one. Uh, Better Off Dead, a little oh, bit of a dated reference now. Yeah, uh, no, look. Um, but a hamburger the, that turns into Eddie Van Halen, pain playing everybody wants some. Right. Yeah, that is, that's fascinating. I don't know necessarily that I want to eat it, though. That's, and, and that's really the, uh, okay. the angle that we're going with. It is a, a magical food. For sure, uh, maybe maybe uh, you've been hanging a little too close to uh, to Shaggy on Scooby Doo when you start dreaming that the burger is is getting up and playing the guitar. Uh, not a bad call, yeah, Gary. No, well, 
All right. Thanks, man. Bye. All right, Gary. Thanks for the call. 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. Uh, we'll go, go get one more in here. Tim is in Hicksville. Tim, fictional food from a movie or TV show that you've always wanted to try. Give it to me. Well, I'm not sure I've always wanted to try it, but I remember Cranmar's Delicious Mystery Appetizer. That was dog food. What was that from? You remember the Honeymooners, right? Yeah. I don't really remember that well, reference, though. Well, Ralph, uh, Ralph's wife bought a dog. She tried to hide it from him. The dog food was out. Ralph started eating it on crackers, thought it was good. Right. He decided to bring it to his boss. That does sound vaguely and, familiar, uh, yeah. I almost got fired. So, all right, there you go. All right, Tim, thanks for the thanks for the suggestion. I don't think it would crack my top five. Your top five, you know, you're free to make your own top five. Everybody has their own opinions on these kind of things. Ty, do you? I mean, you love to shoot me down and, and find the cracks in whatever argument I'm presenting. Do you have something that you've not already brought up? No, I, the the one the the one glaring uh, miss to me was the was the, the Krabby Patty. I think yeah, I don't know that. I don't know. Um, I don't know the show, uh, but I don't feel like it would beat anything that we have. Like cup of pizza just sounds good. I, I feel like that's something we probably no, should it, have. It doesn't sound good at all. Oh, I disagree. We, we, a cup of pizza. Who doesn't love pizza? We gotta have in any and all forms. Oh no, love pizza, but we we have to have good burger and Krabby Patties, and it's all burgers, right? So like different iterations of the same food. But for the most part, I can't, I can't complain about your list. Yeah. Somebody brought up, uh, Jay Blaze NYC brought up Garfield's lasagna. The problem with that is that Garfield's just a fat slob and it's a cat, so it doesn't really have taste. We don't know that the lasagna is really all that good. Uh, it just might be regular lasagna, but Garfield's such a fat slob and, a, a, you know, uh, he, he just eats everything. That's the problem there. So I don't know necessarily that would make the top five. Good suggestion. Not bad. We, we ran it up the flagpole, as they say. All right, one 919 ESPN, one 919 If you've got more uh, fictional food from a, either a TV show or a movie that we've not thought of, obviously the, the Soup Nazi, that's one that should have just jumped out to me right away. Bad job by me. And I'll admit, I don't really like having a reference to Friends on my list because I'm not that big a fan of that show. But a, an amazing turkey sandwich the day after Thanksgiving with that, like the gravy somehow factored in. I got to admit, it sounds pretty good. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN.